This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 694. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 694. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Okay, I have a quick, very random favor before we dig in. So it's actually two little things. So the first thing is wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else, can you make sure that you are either following or subscribing to the show, whichever word makes sense for your platform. So some platforms you follow, some you subscribe, but make sure you're following or subscribing. It matters. It matters to the health of the show, to the sustainability of the show. When we have followers and subscribers, our shows get more highly ranked in different systems, which makes them more visible to other people who are doing searches for them and doing searches for similar content. So it matters a lot, even though it might seem like a silly random little thing to you. The other thing is if you have not left a review for the Shameless Mom Academy, or maybe you have left a review and you want to leave another one because you just love this show so much. (laughs) You're welcome to do that. If you could go to shamelessmom.com slash review and just share like one or two sentences, three or four, if you're wordy like I am, and just let me know how the show has impacted you. These reviews also help with our ratings and reviews and getting the show ranked and more visible. But it also it's literally how I know what you love and what to make more of. And I'm making some considerations around what kind of content to make in 2023. 
I'm considering adding more content to this platform in 2023, but I want to know what you love. And if you leave a review for me, that will really, really help me know and gauge what do you love and what do you want more of? And should I make more than what we're doing right now? Do you have space? Do you have space for more Sarah Dean and Shameless Mom Academy in your life in 2023? So go to shamelessmom.com slash review. That will put you right into the Apple podcast review platform. You rate the show, give me like one to five stars. Five is always amazing, of course. And then go ahead and scroll. There's a little button where you can click write a review and write a couple sentences and super simple. So huge thank you in advance for doing that. It means so much. It really helps the health of the show, the sustainability of the show. And it means just so, so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. We are talking today about the space between. And oh my goodness, when I thought of this episode... I got really excited. So sometimes I just know, like an episode will come to me. This was a 4 a.m. Like I am waking up at 4 a.m., rolling over, and all of a sudden I will have an idea or a thought or a spark. And I'm like, that's the thing we need to talk about. And that's what, what happened with this episode. I wasn't thinking anything conscientiously as I was laying there in bed, just like random thoughts were coming through my head. But this spark came into my head about the space between. And I was like, that is where I have been in so many ways in the last few years. I know you too, but it's also where I've been at so many times in my life. And it was this huge epiphany I had as I recognized this laying in bed that this is a place I don't love to be. In fact, it can make me quite cranky, but it's a place that is often really important and really formative. It's also a place that all of us find ourselves at one time or another. And sometimes we're in multiple spaces between at one time. So let me expand. So when I talk about the space between, I mean the space between where you used to be and where you're going. And this can look like a million different things. So it could be the space between a relationship that has changed. So like it used to look like one thing and now it looks like another thing. And you don't know quite how that's gonna look yet. Or maybe it's the space between a career you formerly had and getting ready to start something new. Maybe it's the space between one phase or season of mothering and another one. And when we're in that space between, it's uncomfortable. It is scary. It can be like, I feel agitated AF in that space. I don't like being there. And like, I always know this about myself. What I've realized and recognized is that I thought that I didn't like the unknown. And that's the truth. (laughs) Like that's, I still stand by that for sure. I don't like the unknown. I don't like it when things are unclear or unpredictable or uncertain. But that space between that where I'm like, okay, like I know where I've been, but I don't quite know where I'm going or I don't quite know where it's going to play out. And that feeling to me is really hard. And sometimes there's even excitement around it where I'm like, oh, this could be great. But I'm not sure if it's going to be great. What if it's not? (laughs) And I know that's just really, really relatable to so many of you. And you can probably think about this across the course of your marriage, potentially, across the course of your career, across the course of your parenting, mothering relationship with your child or children, across the course of your relationship with your parents. This has come up for me recently, like the space between what used to exist in a relationship with a parent and where I'm at now. And this definitely came up when my dad died unexpectedly and we hadn't spoken in almost 10 years. 
And now I'm in the season with my mom where she's needed some things and things have shifted in terms of how I want to be supportive of her. And I'm so opposite of my relationship with my dad. Like I want to be there for every single thing that she needs. And that's changing and shifting a lot as she just, she, I'm actually recording this on her 84th birthday. So happy 84th birthday to Lala. That's what we call my mom. But that relationship as it's shifted, it's like the space between like, it used to be one thing and it's turning into something else. And oh, that's hard. Like, I don't quite know what it's going to look like. And it's this new season in our relationship where I want to be like a really present and available daughter as she's navigating different things in terms of what someone needs when they're 84 years old. So those spaces between are just really complicated and so layered and complex. And I think it's easy to feel potentially stuck there or potentially stuck on a negative, a loop of negative self-talk or self-doubt because it can feel unfamiliar and uncertain. So I want you to think about what this looks like for you. And I had to laugh because as I thought about this over the course of the last week or so and thought about what I wanted to talk about around this topic, I was like, where did I originally hear about the space between? Like, I know this is something I've heard before. And so I literally Googled the space between like in quotes. And I'm like, I think it's in a song. I feel like I've heard it and I can even like hear the melody in my head a little bit. And I Google it. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, of course. It's a Dave Matthews song that I know very well. So if you were like me in college between the years of 1994 and 1998, you perhaps were also a diehard Dave Matthews fan who went to many Dave Matthews concerts over those years and were completely obsessed with him. So As I was preparing for this, I went and listened to that song on repeat as I was typing out some notes. And the song is, it's more geared toward like a really specific romantic relationship, which isn't necessarily the way, the context I'm using this idea. But I had to laugh because I'm like, I know some of you are going to be like, oh yeah, Dave Matthews, The Space Between. And now it's going to be stuck in your head all day long. You're welcome. (laughs) So I want to talk about The Space Between and shout out to Dave for inspiring this title. But I want to talk about The Space Between as the space between where one thing has ended and the other thing either hasn't started yet or the new dynamic is unsure or unclear or uncertain. The space between realizing perhaps that something has changed permanently and you can't go back to what it was and what lies ahead is really scary. The space between who you used to be and who you are becoming. The space between what you used to believe and what you now know is true. The space between what you once thought to be true and new uncomfortable truths. The space between playing small and realizing you're ready to play big. The space between standing in your truth and not being sure who will stand by your side. The space between holding your breath and finally speaking up. As I've said all these, you probably had some scenarios run through your head And if you like need to push pause for a second, because I've done this before and listening to conversations like this, like if you need to push pause for a second and like go to that space and think about it and process it, please feel free. If you need to hit rewind and listen to that list again, those spaces and places where we catch ourselves, where we're in one place and not sure what lies ahead or what it's going to look like, I want you to take a minute to let yourself go there and recognize that the discomfort that you feel in that space is really, really normal and probably filled with 
not the greatest feelings. <laughs> so it might feel scary. You might feel trepidation. It might feel often feels uncertain and unclear as we've talked about potentially a bit uncomfortable, maybe really uncomfortable. There also might be this like fickle excitement. And when I say fickle excitement, I mean where you're like, I want to be excited. Like maybe something great is coming, but I'm not really sure. And what if it's not great? (laughs) And so you vacillate between like, it's going to be great. And oh my God, it could be awful. And that is like, that's a roller coaster. And that's, I think a lot of times in the space between we're like, we want to have that hope. And then we're also real unsure. Like we don't trust it. And also when we look at the last couple of years, we've had a lot of moments collectively where there's been this like, okay, it's going to be okay. And now it's not. (laughs) And so that fickle excitement can feel good for a moment, but then it also really quickly can flip on you. And that space between is where we are holding all of that. And I want you to think about how do you show up when you are in the space between. So I know for me, When I am in the space between, I show up agitated, annoyed, impatient, often jealous of people who have it figured out, jealous of people who've been in that space between, but have gotten to the other side of it. I'm like, God, I just want to be there. Like, I just want to be that person that already made it to the other side, that figured it out, that found the path, that knows the answers, that knows what the outcome is going to be. And then I also can be in that space scared of losing what I know. And so I know when I think about mothering and I think about going through infertility, I think about being in that space between which felt so impossibly long. And then after Vinny was born, it was seemed so short, which was so incredibly strange to me. Like that three-year journey felt like an entire lifetime, just decades upon decades when I was in it. And then Vinny was born and it was in a lot of, like it wasn't gone. The trauma of that time wasn't gone, but that three years suddenly seemed like this blip on the radar compared to what it felt like when I was in it. I was so impatient in that space between. Then once I had Vinny, the space between was, everything was the fear of losing what I would know. And I had a friend tell me when Vinny was really little, I was so In those first few weeks, I was like, I just want to figure it out. I want to figure out the formula so that I know what the formula is for the next 18 years. And I was really, I remember messaging a colleague in the podcasting space and who does Rebecca Mickey, who does, she's a children's sleep consultant. And so she does sleep consulting and she's incredible. If you need a sleep person, she's in the Seattle area, but most of her stuff is online. It's Rebecca Mickey, M-I-C-H-I. So I messaged her via, she had a Facebook group, I think it was, where I would send her messages when Vinny was like, tiny, like weeks old. And I'd be like, so the schedule isn't working. And she would message me back and be like, yeah, he's two weeks old. He shouldn't have a schedule. (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you don't understand. I'm going to need a schedule. And she's like, yeah, good luck with that. And we had this ongoing conversation on and off for months. (laughs) I was trying to get this baby on a schedule. And she's like, yeah, like it takes a year. And I was like, no, like I'm an overachiever. So it's going to take us like a month. (laughs) And of course it took us much more than a month. took us the better part of a year for sure. And there were still things we didn't have figured out. But during that time, a good friend of mine told me, she's like, you're going to figure out some things and that those things are going to last for like three months and then everything changes. And all of you who've had gone through that first year, you know, like you figure some things out and they work from week like three to 12 and then you're done with those things. And the things that you need to get you from week three to 12, they don't work from week 12 to 16 at all. And you're like, hold on, I had the formula and now it's gone. Or like, 
I had those snuggles or I had that like, oh, my tiny little baby that was just a little ball sleeping on me. Now it's like learning to walk. And so there's this fear and there can be this space between where you're like, oh, like I'm not ready to let go of that because I don't know what's next. And that was really precious. When I think about a relationship changing within a friendship or within a relationship. So maybe within a parental relationship with an aging parent, scared, being scared of losing what you know, because you know, the dynamic has shifted and maybe it's never going to go back. Like maybe those great parts are gone forever. That doesn't mean there's not great parts coming up ahead or that maybe things can't shift for the better, but knowing that like you might be losing something really precious. So I want you to think about what, how do you show up in those spaces? I have a good friend, shout out to Jessica, who calls me out because she knows how bad I am in the space. And she's like, you need to just sit there. You need to sit there. You need to listen. You need to just be there. You need to not try to rush through that space. And you need to not try to be such a doer when you're in that space, because then you can't be listening. And I get really annoyed when she tells me this because I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I want my like 16 step template when I'm in that space where I'm like, here's how I'm going to get out of the space. Here's my 16 point plan (laughs) starting today. And it's going to be fine. And I do that often at the expense of like being quiet and listening inward. And she gives me a hard time about this all the time. So I want you to think about how do you show up in that space and how is it working for you or not? Because oftentimes the ways that I show up in that space don't work for me. Like being agitated, annoyed, and impatient, it doesn't work in my favor. And yet I find myself there again and again. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. I want you to think about what would it be like if you could sit in that space between and welcome the quiet and listen to your internal knowing. Now, I'm saying this as someone who sucks at this, <laughs> very admittedly sucks at this, and also someone who's had to practice this a lot of times. So as much as I don't like it, and as much as it makes me agitated, annoyed, and impatient, I've also had to be there a lot. I've had to be there when I went through infertility. I've had to be there as I've navigated so many things in business. I've had to be there as I've navigated my relationship with my dad. I've had to be there just over and over again. God, I had to be there when my husband, we were dating for five years before he proposed. And I was in that space between for so long. And like knowing that if I gave him an ultimatum, he would just be like, yeah, I don't do ultimatums. Peace out. And also knowing like, uh, or questioning like, how long do I stand for this dude who's not going to make a commitment? (laughs) I'm glad I wrote it out. I'm glad I wrote it out. We've now been together for 19 years and married for 14 of those 19. But being in that space between, I've been there a lot of times and had to practice the patience and practice the listening inward and practice listening to that internal knowing. When we do that, when we allow ourselves to sit in that quiet and, and welcome the quiet and listen to the internal knowing... What we can know is that we do know the next right step or even more important because those next right steps will then start to appear. What we can then see is that there will always be more. And when we know that the next right step will appear and we know that there will always be more, then there can be peace and comfort and hope in recognizing there will be more opportunities. There will be more joy. There will be more adventure. There will be more great relationships or more magical moments or more precious moments. There will be more growth. There will be more money. There'll be more connection. There'll be more creativity. There'll be more success. When we can sit in that space between and welcome that quiet in order to listen to that internal knowing that points us in that direction and reminds us of those like really, really crucial things that there will be more and the next right steps will expose themselves. Then we can start to see that we don't always need to know exactly the next thing that's going to happen. And we don't always need to know exactly how everything's going to turn out. I wish we could always know how everything's going to turn out. (laughs) Can someone invent that, please? I want you to think about what those spaces for you, the spaces between have looked like. So it might be the space between trying to get pregnant and actually getting pregnant, which was the case for me. 
Um, it might be the space between being a stay-at-home parent and then realizing that you hate being a stay-at-home parent, which also was the case for me. And having no clue to like, how do I undo this? I created what I thought was the dream and it's not the dream. And what does that mean? Maybe it's for you, it's the space between deciding to build a business and then waiting for that business to actually make money. For me, it was deciding to sell a business and the space between deciding to sell a business and finding a path to a new business. I sat in that place for about 18 months knowing that I was selling my gym and not knowing exactly what I was going to do to build a business around the podcast. That 18 months was so complicated and the gym was still running that entire time as we were, I was going through the process of selling it. So I didn't have the capacity working full time for the doing stuff for the gym. I didn't have the capacity to start building stuff around the podcast. I just had to know that like, okay, you've built things before you can build things again. There's people that want more from the podcast and you're going to be in a position to give them more. And then I had to go to that internal knowing that there will be more opportunities and more adventure and more growth and more money and more connection and more success when you have more capacity for it after you sell this gym and being in that space, oh, that I thought would be, you know, a handful of months long that turned out to be 18 months long was, it was so, so hard. Maybe for you, the space between is between seeing a family member's health decline and realizing that they need you in new ways permanently. Maybe it's realizing a relationship isn't serving you and then having to redefine that relationship. Maybe it's being rejected or abandoned in a relationship and having to find comfort and safety in moving on, which can be so traumatic for sure, but also really, really tricky and complicated. Maybe it's the space between making a mistake that harmed others and never getting to fix it or get closure around it. That's been one of the most challenging things in my life. And I've had it happen two times. One time around making a mistake that caused harm and not being able to have closure. And then another time around having a shift in a relationship and not being able to have closure. And in both of those circumstances, it was so incredibly difficult, so incredibly, and both times were traumatic for me. Just like not being able to fix something or change something or make something better for someone or for a relationship between myself and someone else is just, I. it's the most uncomfortable thing to me. That space between was so incredibly hard. And if I think about it for very long, I immediately go back to that place of feeling in that space between where it was so incredibly hard. Another one that I think is so relatable to all parents, the space between seeing your child need you less and not knowing what mothering is going to look like as that child gains independence. There's such a lot, it's like mothering is a constant loss, right? When your baby is so completely dependent on you, like you just want a little independence, but every time they find a new phase of independence, you have now lost that need. And sometimes that's very welcome where you're like, yeah, thank you for like sleeping through the night and not needing me every 45 minutes. But it's a constant letting go that is for me, like it's not even bittersweet. It's just incredibly painful. I love that my kid is growing and gaining independence in all these ways and doing really cool things. And also like, oh my God, I just want him to need me forever. <laughs> like who, and this sounds so horrible, but I also think it's a really brutally honest thing to say, like, who am I when I'm not his mom? And I'll always be his mom, of course, but like, who am I when he doesn't need me the way that he does? Because it's such a defining part of who I am. And that shifts. It shifts every single day in mothering. And now I'm crying about it. So that space between seeing your child as they gain independence and then being like, oh, crap, what does this mean for me? Like, this is the most meaningful thing in my life. And where, how do I find something that fills that void as he needs me less? 
I have a lot of good things, by the way, <laughs> for those of you that are now worried about me. I have a lot of good things that fill that void. I mean, gosh, my work that I get to do with all of you is certainly certainly one of those things. But it's just, oh, like the figuring that out and the learning that and trying to navigate it is really, really complicated and tricky. I feel like I keep saying complicated and tricky and layered, but those are the words. Those are the words, right? Like if you have other words, let me know. You can comment on this post for this episode on social media and let me know what your words are. So as you are sitting in that space between, how can you manage being in that space? Because this is the part that I think is really important. And I think that sometimes just like listening to your internal knowing isn't the best advice. (laughs) And I get that it can be definitely the right advice. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. But I also think because there's so much discomfort in that, and sometimes we can't hear that internal knowing or identify it, that I want to give you something a little more concrete. So I'm going to give you five things that you can do, because you know I love a list, five things that you can do to manage being in the space between. So first is to name the space. As I've recognized this over, as I've been like figuring this out and piecing these, this content together over the last week or so, there's been so much relief in, oh my gosh, I can see in like three different areas of my life right now where I'm in the space between. And that's why it feels so hard. And oh, okay, <laughs> now I get it. And I have felt like a lot of relief around that because now I have a different understanding and different perspective of what it means to be in those spaces. And I'm not so panicky. The next thing, the second thing is to name the fear and the worry and the anxiety that comes with being in that space. So for me, like one of the spaces is the nature of a changing, shifting relationship and not knowing what that relationship looks like moving forward and knowing that I want to take really, really good care of it and not knowing how I can do that in the best way. And so that's like my fear and anxiety around that is, oh, how do I just, this relationship means so much to me. How can I give it the most care? Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. 
The third thing you can do to manage being in that space between is to connect with others who can relate to this specific space. This really incredible thing happened right after my, or right before my dad passed away. I had a good friend who had a really significant breakdown in their relationship with a parent. And this friend was telling me about it. And they were like, I don't think I will ever speak to this parent again. And she came to me. She's like, I know that you have been there. I know that you know what this feels like. And we were talking it through and she came to me because she's like, I don't know of other people who've been in this position where like a parent has just really completely abandoned them in adulthood. And so we were talking that through and going back and forth about it multiple, you know, over the course of like a few days. And then my dad died unexpectedly. And I'm laughing just because it was such a weird thing. The timing was so weird. And I reached out to this friend and I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened. Like all we've been doing for three days now between her and I was talking about her situation. And then I was like, my dad just died. And it was such an interesting place to be. But also that I had that relationship right away that I could go to, to be like, you and I relate to this space between in a way that so many people don't. And it was really helpful. Also, I've talked about when Vinny was really little, like I was in that space between in newborn land when he was teeny tiny. And my other friends weren't in that space. They had older kids. And I needed to be in a space with other people that were right there with me that were like, oh my gosh, my whole entire world just got flipped upside down by having my first child. And I don't know who I am. And so I being with those women was incredible. It was so important. So connecting with others who can relate to that specific space, sometimes it's other people who are new in an entrepreneurial journey at the same time as you, or, you know, new in shifting careers or going back to school or whatever the thing is. I know in so many women I've worked with over the years who've gone through either divorce or a shift in relationship um, that's really significant, that you need to be in a space with other people who have been through that same thing. Same thing for like people who've had the loss of a child. I can be a really good friend to someone who has had a lot a pregnancy loss, but I have not been, even though I've been through infertility, I've not been through pregnancy loss. And so when I've had really good friends go through that and have had friends go through having stillborn children, I can be their friend, but not to the same extent that someone maybe in a loss group can be that has been through that exact same scenario. The fourth thing you can do to manage being in the space between is recognizing that you've been here before. We've all been here. We've all been in the space between. And oftentimes we're in multiple spaces between at once, which is my case right now for sure. And you've always figured it out. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like I've been here before and I figured it out. I'm resourceful. I'm resilient. I'm capable. I'm qualified. I, this is hard. It's uncomfortable. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. I'm impatient. And also I'm going to figure this out too. And then the last one, number five, the fifth way to manage being in that space between, you may or may not want to embrace this one. So this is like, this is an optional one, but I'm going to invite you to find delight in knowing that these spaces are formative. Find delight in knowing that when we are in these spaces, it influences and informs who we are becoming in really big ways. And that is a good thing. Now, it doesn't mean that it isn't hard or really uncomfortable, but if we can find delight in knowing like, oh, I'm in a season of growth right now, like it's hard, it's messy, it's uncomfortable, I'm not loving it, but I'm going to look back on this and remember and recall like, oh, wow, this is a formative thing for me. I was actually just today looking back at in a conversation with someone about something unrelated to what we've been talking about today, 
but she reminded me of something from my college experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, as soon as she said it, I thought back on this one thing from college and I was like, wow, I remember being in that space between and what that felt like. And that was really, really hard. And I hadn't thought about how much that informed things that I did later on as a result. And so when we're in those spaces between, they're really formative and they impact who we are and who we are becoming. They shape our identity. And holy cow, that's so much to be grateful for. It doesn't take away the suck, but it can be so much to be grateful for when we have gotten to the other side. So recognizing like on the other side of this, there's some really, really great things. So if you're like me and you're in some of those spaces between, you are not alone. I'm in it with you. And I hope that this helped you see and understand that we can be in these uncomfortable, icky, sticky places and own that that's where we're at and then feel some power and hope in that moment. Um, And then also recognize and look back at the other times when you've been in the situation of being in a space between and been able to have just incredible things come out the other side. Because I think that when we look at those other times we've been there, we can see, oh, if I made it work, then I can make it work now. And there's so much power in that. I know whatever space between you are in right now, I know that you can make it work. I believe in you and I'm with you always. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this episode with other people, mamas who might be in the space between right now. And I will be back here on Wednesday with Kat Velos. We're going to be talking about friendships, how to grow friendships as an adult, as a woman. Oh my goodness. How to start new friendships, establish new friendships, cultivate the ones you have, all the good stuff around friendships and relationships for women like us who don't know why it's so hard to make friends as an adult. So come back on Wednesday for that and I will see you then. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. 
And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.